Hi guys, welcome to Discovering God's Best in Business. I'm Dara Simons, a web designer for mom-built businesses and a ministry wife. And I am Sarah Talbert, a business coach that helps women build their business with joy and profit. We started this podcast because we're super passionate about helping Christian women understand God's design for business. So join us as we discover God's best in business together. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Discovering God's Best in Business. Today, Dara and I are going to be talking about the gifts during this Christmas season that you can give your family to maybe your children or to your clients and those around you. We're going to be using Proverbs 31, and I'm sure many of you have heard this passage of scripture before, but we wanted to look at it through the lens of what are the gifts that this amazing woman is giving from her abundance and from her um, gifts and abilities that she has. You know, Sarah, we've talked about this passage before because it's a great example of a biblical woman in business that she, I used to think it was just about her keeping a clean house and I honestly would hate her for it. But really it's so much more than that, right? That she, she's doing things, all of these things in her life for her family, for her community, for those around her. Yeah. And so some of these things, if you take it and just browse through it quickly, there's things like her husband trusts her. I mean, verse 11, it talks about the heart of her husband safely trusts her. And so what a gift you can give your husband, the ability that he can trust you with running your business or the gift that he can trust you with managing your household or managing whatever it is that you're managing. But the fact that your husband can truly trust you and her husband could trust her, that's a gift. Yeah, absolutely. The like in verse 12, it says she brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. And when I see that, I think of like consistency that sometimes I'm lacking in my life, right? That I think a lot of times as women, we're like up and down and all over the place. But that just brings a picture of that she is consistently bringing him good in her life. All the days of her life. Not just the good days, not just the days her kids aren't driving her crazy or her Um, clients aren't driving her crazy, but all of the days that she's consistently. I mean, that's when you're in your circle of girlfriends or your circle of business buddies or whatever that looks like, that you're not putting him down. You're bringing Mm -hmm. him a gift of honor and respect and not evil as you're talking about him or as you're talking about your business. It's encouraging him and bringing him good. And that's a gift for your whole family. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So verse 13 talks about she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. And so also what a gift you can give those in need or those hurting or those in your immediate family the gift of willingly working with your hands. And that word willingly, like sometimes I feel disgruntled about working. Even though I love to my job and I love what I do, but sometimes I'm just like, willingly is not the word to describe 
how I go about working with my hands for others or even for myself. The version I'm looking at says eager. And I think that definitely that's like, that can be a struggle sometimes, right? That like we're eager to work in our business and we're eager to market ourselves and we're like all those things in your business that sometimes are just hard. And I like some days I wake up and I just don't want to. That's what it comes down to. But this talks about her, that she's doing it eagerly, like you said, willingly, that these are things that she's doing because she knows that the the good that comes out of it. And what a gift to those around you, like you said, like to your family, to, to your clients, if you're eagerly working for them, not begrudgingly, not doing it because you feel like you have to, they've already paid you, but you're doing it eager because you know the good that's going to come out of it for their lives, not just yours. And I think about my own kids, if I can see it in a picture outside of myself, but how different it is when my kids eagerly and willingly do the chores I've asked them to do versus arguing and fighting and frustrated and having to give a consequence because they didn't get their work done and how much that's also a gift back to God when we willingly and eagerly do the work that he's given our hands to do. Yeah. You know, you and I talked the other day about just being obedient enough, like riding (laughs) the line. And I think that a lot of that, that like heart has to, and we've all struggled with that, right? Like there are things that are on our heart to do and we don't want to. And so we'll like just ride the line and do just enough and not really put our full selves into it. And that eagerness and willingness has a lot to do with whether or not we're like putting ourselves into being obedient with the things that God has put before us, or if we're just squeaking by and like just getting it done. So are you saying I really need to just do the thing that you're telling me I need to do? I know. No, I mean, I think for both of us that we've talked a lot about like, you know, these are things that are on our heart. This is what God's directing us to do. And are we going to do it eagerly and willingly all the way in? Or are we just going to kind of squeak by and see what we can get away with basically and still stay obedient? Sure. So she's like a merchant ship and she brings her food from afar. That means she's not just doing the basics. She's going out of her way. What a gift to bring food that's not just average, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying you need to go make yourself a huge 10-course dinner or whatever. But what I'm saying is, like, she's putting effort into making sure that her family has good things. And I'm not also not saying that that needs to be fancy because one of my most popular photos on <laughs> Instagram was when I posted a picture of three solo cups of my kids reading mac and cheese out of craft mac and cheese at that out of the red solo cups because I'm not fancy by any means some nights. But I think that shows like the yes. balance, right? Like verse 13 is about her business and verse 14 is about her family and how her business allows her to provide that for her family. Um, and really that's the balance that we're all seeking or we should be seeking at least that we're not neglecting our business for our family or not neglecting our, our family yes. for our business. That there's such balance there and that one feeds into another. Yeah. And if she hadn't been working willingly and diligently around this maintenance of these merchant ships, then she wouldn't have had the food. Mm-hmm to lovingly provide for her family. 
So verse 15, she also rises while it's yet night, and I'm not a fan of this one, and provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servants. Let's just skip over this one because that's just not getting up early. Not happening. No, just kidding. So she's awake at night, right? <laughs> that sounds more like me. Yeah. But she also rises while it's yet night and provides food. And we talked about in the last verse providing food, but she's also providing a portion for her maid servants. And I feel like this relates directly to our businesses in that if you are diligently working and if you are working willingly, and as your business grows, there's going to be people that you also need to be providing for and giving a portion of your earnings to make sure they're taken care of. Yeah. You know, we had talked about this a few months ago about business growth and how um, really we have a responsibility to not just provide for our own families, but to provide opportunities for other people to provide for families, their families as well. And what a blessing that is to be in that position. And that's really what she's doing. Her maidservants were working for her. Yes, They're her employees. And so whether they're subcontractors or whatever you want to call it, like legally, that her, her job, her business is allowing her the opportunity to hire other people to be a blessing to their families as well. And that's just, man, that's just such a different level to begin to take on that responsibility and to know that God wants you to be able to bless others with what he's given you. Yeah. For sure. So verse 16 talks about she considers a field and buys it from her profits. She plants a vineyard. So she, and we've talked about this before, but she's a savvy businesswoman. She's slowed down long enough to consider what it is that she needs to purchase next in her business. All of those times that she's taking and planning and thinking through things That's also a gift because just throwing money around, hoping this will be the next good investment is not a good gift to those around you Um, and to those that need your services and business. She's considering it and she's thinking through the process and what's needed next. And she's not withholding her income. She's buying things and she's planting vineyards, Um, but it's all within that word consider. So not to make doctrine off of this, right? So not saying this applies to your own life. But what I think is really interesting is that it doesn't say she appraises a field and then goes and discusses with her husband and buys it. It's she appraises a field and buys it. And that all goes back to that verse 11 where the heart of her husband trusts her. That she's in that position to be able to make financial decisions for her business and family because she's already proven in a track record that he can trust her to do so. Um, And, you know, a lot of times we talk about, like, do we need to discuss business decisions with our husbands first? And how does that go? And uh, obviously, that's up to you and your family. But I just think it's really interesting that she's in a place where she can do that herself, because she's already proven to be trustworthy with their family's finances. For sure. I like that. And I agree, it's definitely a decision that you need to make within your own household. But that goes back to... Mm -hmm. Have you made that decision in your household so that your husband does trust you when you go to make that? It's not a, she just went and did it, but she's been good with her consistently all the days, right? Right. So So don't go tell your husband you spent 25 grand because Sarah and Dara told you to. That's not what we're saying. Nope, that's far from it. 
that this is the ideal that we're all shooting for, that to be at a place where our husbands trust us to make decisions with our finances because we've proven that we've already been able to make good decisions. So what do you think about she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms? I hope it's not talking about working out. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I'm thinking. But she needs to be in a healthy position to serve her clients and her business and her family well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think when we read through this, I mean, what I think of is the amount of responsibility that's on her um, and that it seems like, at least from the picture that we're given, that she's handling it well, right? Like she's making business and financial decisions for her family. She's providing for her household with food. She's employees. That's a lot of responsibility. And in order to get to that place, she has to be strong and be walking in strength. Yeah. Yeah. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hand to the needy. And if you go back and look at the episode we talked about where I'm going to wait until I reach a certain amount of money in my business before I give back, well, we obviously see that she has a decent-sized business to be able to be doing all of these things. But from our past episode, we talked about how it's a habit of giving, even if it was, what did you say you gave? Mm -hmm. A dollar? Yep. One dollar. A dollar. Yeah. One dollar. Because it it is in our heart. If we're giving to the poor and to the needy and to a cause that God's placed on our heart to give from, then it becomes that same habit from back in verse 11 and 12, where we're talking about her heart is good and she's doing good and her husband trusts her. And I think it's this, we're seeing just a long-term character that's been built in her giving to the poor. It's not, now I have all this money and I can buy land and plant vineyards and do all these things. Now I'm giving to the poor. I feel like it's part of showing how she's been handling things the whole time. Yeah. You know, I think that's interesting that none of this talks about, this started when she got to a certain point in like income wise, right? Like now I'm making this much money. So I'm going to start giving. So I'm going to start having employees. So I'm going to start considering business decisions, all that, that this is just a lifestyle for her, that this is place that she's reached in her life. And I'm sure she didn't start here that she worked her way up and giving absolutely needs to be a part of that the whole way. We've talked before that it's not about the amount, that you give it's about your heart behind the giving so opening up her arms I mean that's such a symbol of like doing it willingly right that she this is something she's wanting to do it's not for a tax write-off or anything else that she's wanting to help people yeah that reaching out your hand or I'm not sure what Mm -hmm. your version says but it, it it's definitely a picture of she's doing it she didn't send someone else to do it she didn't pay someone to go handle that part of it. She w- That was part of her day today. Right, yeah. What do you think about strength and honor are her clothing? She shall rejoice in time to come. I picture we've been talking about the gifts you can give other people, like giving them honor and giving them your time and your resources and all of that. But 
like strength and honor are her clothing. I feel like those are gifts God's given her Mm -hmm. and how from her abundance of her strength and her honor, she's obviously giving to others. But what does like strength and honor look like in your day-to-day business? I mean, we just say these words like, okay, she's strong. But like, what does that look like in a day-to-day online business or offline business or business in general? When I think about that, I think of someone who's consistent, that they have integrity, so they're doing the right thing, whether or not anyone else is watching. And a lot of that has to do consistency too, right? I'm going to work in an honorable way, whether or not it's producing results, whether or not anyone is watching me do it, because I know that God's watching me do it. Yeah. So I was talking to someone the other day about a client, about her business, and she said she really felt like God was wanting her to write more. And she said, but she's not sure if anyone will read it. And it was like... God was talking to me about myself to talk to her, but like, is it the point that someone's going to read it or is it the point that you need to be obedient in what he's telling you to do? And I think it's in those moments that God gives that strength and that honor and that obedience. And that can, like you said, that consistent obedience. You know, I think a lot of times when we say things like, and I've totally guilty of this, even in the last week, like, I don't know if this is worth it. Um, I don't know if anyone's getting anything out of this, that what we're really saying is, I don't know if enough people are getting anything out of this. Yes. And does God really care whether or not a million people are reading what you're writing, or if that one person that you're writing for has something, gets a significant, like, life change because of it, or whatever it is, encourage whatever they need that day. And so we're worried about the numbers and we're looking at is the time that I'm putting into this worth the return that I'm getting out of it. Yes. And God's just looking at the heart. Like this one person needs something. Yeah. And not say to like pour all of your time into something that like literally no one's seeing. But if you're being obedient and doing what God has instructed you to do, then there's a reason behind it. Yeah. I had someone ask me one time, what is that number that would be enough like for you to do all this work? Or for you to be obedient and show up, you don't have a number in your head that's a specific number. We just feel like we need more. I need more Mm -hmm. people to see it. I need more people to respond. I need more people to hit the like button or whatever that is. But yeah, are we showing up in a way that we're clothed with strength and honor from God? And that's enough for others to see him in our life. Yeah. You know, I'm totally convinced that Jesus came and lived and died for a person like, and he did it for all of us, obviously, but it would have been totally worth it if just one person had said yes. And so that for me, like if you're willing to literally give everything for one person, then shouldn't I be willing to write a post just for one person or do a training just for one person? that it's not, God's not at all about the numbers. He's about the change that comes out of it. And what a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a gift. Yeah. So how about verse 28? Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. And this kind of, in my opinion, wraps up what we've been saying, but that when you are giving 
gifts of your time, your money, your giving gifts of just extending your hand to help someone or to the poor, that that trickles down. And I know in our life, when we have been actively pursuing God's will on a very consistent basis, that our kids start to reflect that in deeper ways rather than just, okay, we go to church on Sunday. They begin to help their friend that's lonely and they begin to pray for their friend at school or they begin to do all these things because we have been consistently doing it. And so they reflect that. And then I feel like that's what it means when they're calling her mother blessed. That's what that looks like. You know, when I used to read this passage, I used to like just want to get angry with her because I felt like she set the bar too high, right? Like this is all an impossible standard and like everything in the Bible, it's in there to show us what's possible. And so as you're like going through this, if you are saying, you know what, I don't, none of this applies to my life or I'm falling too short or whatever it is, know that this is there to show you that with God, this is what you can do. This is what your life can look like. And so this isn't to like discourage you. It's to encourage you that as we go into the next year, that this is what life could look like. This is what God's dream for you is. Yeah. And that that could be financial, but that's not the purpose of this particular podcast mm-hmm. episode. It's this is what's possible relationally mm-hmm. with God and with others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that vision of this is what's possible, especially as we're dreaming and planning hopefully, and thinking through 2020. Yeah. So speaking of dreaming and planning, join us back next week when we're going to talk about how to get a vision and plan for the next year, God's way. We hope you have a good week. Mm -hmm.